0: All right we're going to do two things at once at this time. As the offering is going, I want to make a special introduction uh, today to give our speaker as much time as he possibly can have this morning. Uh, So I want to share with you uh, who is coming uh, to share this morning. Uh, God has uh, laid on our heart as a church to plant churches around the world. We've planted a, a church on every continent of the globe up to this point in time, and we're excited about our next church plant in 2016, the spring of 2016. We are Partnering with a missionary to plant a church in the country of Tanzania. Now, Tanzania, as our speaker will be sharing more about it. I don't know um, as much as him about Tanzania, but uh, guys, we we really feel like God has directed us not only to build a church in on this in this country, but actually to drill a water well because the water is very poor in the area that we are looking. Many people will travel great distances just to get water that that none of us would normally. Drink and they would go a great distance just to get puddle water in order to give that to their families. Uh, we believe that God is calling us to drill a water well right at the front doorstep of the church so that people for miles around will travel for free, clean drinking water so that they can come and get the water for their physical bodies as well as the water of Jesus Christ for their souls. And we are super excited about having that opportunity. It will cost a little bit more than a normal church plant for us as a church. About $30,000 to build a physical structure and to drill a water well in Tanzania. But this morning, through a God-ordained opportunity, uh, a special gentleman is here with us. His name is Dr. Barnabas. He is the general superintendent of all of the Assemblies of God churches in Tanzania. He happened to be coming by, and we wanted to invite him to come and share. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has ordained this moment Dr. Barnabas is one of the premier strategists in, in the kingdom of God today. He is a powerful speaker. Would you give him the greatest, warmest welcome that Watford City could give to our speaker today, Dr. Barnabas?
1: <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God you, God Jesus. You. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is great privilege and a wonderful honor to be in this great and wonderful church of this Watford City, and uh, I have already fallen in love with your hospitality, with your worship. You have a great and powerful, wonderful pastor, and if ever I were to move to United States and uh, live here in Watford City, guess what? I will make this church to be my home church. <laughs> oh yes, it's great church, great family, great friendship, and uh, I'm so grateful to our beloved pastor, uh, Pastor Sheldon, for extending your invitation for me to come and uh, be part of this service today. Thank you, Pastor. I deeply appreciate it. But before I share what the Lord has laid upon my heart, let me first introduce myself and uh, my country. So at least you get to know as to where I'm coming from. As Pastor Sheldon have said, um, my name is Barnabas. Mto mbali Banabash is a biblical name, which simply means a man, a son of encouragement, or son of encouragement. That's what it means. And uh, Mto Kambali is a Swahili name, which means a man who comes from afar. And as I travel throughout the United States, I found out there are very few Barnabas. So I want to encourage you, if you are expecting a baby boy, (laughs) and you are still shopping for a name, (laughs) you may consider Barnabas, son of encouragement. (laughs) I am married to one beautiful wife, and we have been married for 27 years. Her name is Glad Mary. And indeed, she lives up to her name, for she keeps me glad and merry all the time. (laughs) 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 The Lord has blessed us with uh, three children, two girls who have finished university and one boy who is in high school. I was born uh, in an Anglican family I was baptized as an infant in that church, and then the Lord, uh, my dad, moved to an area where there was no Anglican. We had to join a Roman Catholic church, and uh, there in Roman Catholic church, I used to serve as an altar boy. I was confirmed by the bishop, and I used to serve as an altar boy. And then, uh, during my freshman year, the pastor of the Assemblies of God church in Tanzania, uh, came and uh, testified to me about the good news of salvation. That was 35 years ago. I opened my heart and uh, received Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And then I moved from the Roman Catholic Church to the Assemblies of God Church. And uh, three years after, the Lord called me into full-time ministry. And I have been serving the Lord With the Assemblies of God in Tanzania uh, for the past 32 years. I do serve as a local church pastor of a church called Bethel Revival Temple with about 2,700 members. And also, I do serve as the General Superintendent of Tanzania Assemblies of God with over seven southern churches. And also, I do serve as the Assistant President of the Africa Assemblies of God Alliance Fellowship, which has over 70,000 churches and 20 million members. And also I do serve as the executive member of the Worldwide Assemblies of God Fellowship. So that's what I do. And concerning my country, Tanzania, just to remind you your geography, in case you have forgotten, Tanzania is one of the 54 countries located in the continent of Africa. Geographically speaking, we are bordering eight countries, Kenya and Uganda in the north, Burundi, Rwanda, and the Republic of Congo in the west. We are bordering Zambia, Malawi, and Mozambique in the south. And on the eastern part of the country, we are bordering Indian Ocean. And on the far uh, southeast of our nation, we have two island countries which we border with, namely uh, Madag- uh, Madagascar and the Komolo Islands. And uh, it's very much known to be the land of Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the second highest mountain in the world. Also the land of Serengeti, which is the mostly densely populated with animal game reserve in the world. It's also known to be the land of Ngorongoro Crater, which was voted in the past to be one of the seven wonders of the world. It is also known to be uh, the land of Spices Island of Zanzibar with gorgeous beach. It's also known to be the land of Lake Victoria, which is the second largest lake in the world. We share the lake with Uganda and with Kenya. So if you are still looking for a safari and uh, you are shopping for a country to go, (laughs) guess what, (laughs) make Tanzania your destination. And you'll never regret it. (laughs) Politically, uh, it's a very stable country, very peaceful country. Uh, We enjoy peace and tranquility. That's why you don't hear it many times on the news. Um, Three of your presidents have visited Tanzania while they were in overall office. It began with President uh, Clinton. Uh, followed by current President uh, Bush the Junior, and uh, followed recently with President Obama. He visited about three uh, years ago. And uh, socially, Tanzania have over hundred and fifty-five tribes, so we speak hundred and fifty-five languages. And uh, thank God we are united in the sense that we have one. National uh, common language, which is called Swahili. And it is very easy to learn. Do you want to speak some Swahili? Yeah. Yes, I can teach you how to greet in Swahili. This is how we greet each other in Swahili. I will say to you, Hujambo. That means, how are you? Hujambo. And then you reply, Fine, see Jambo. See Jambo. Okay, let me greet you now in Swahili. Hujambo. Again, Hujambo. You have just spoken perfect Swahili. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> and uh, economically speaking, we are regarded to be one of the poorest countries on the earth. And... Uh, Uh, um, Population-wise, we are about uh, 50 million people, and of the 50 million people, religiously speaking, uh, 32 to 38 percent are Muslims. 35 percent are Roman Catholics. Uh, 14 to 20 percent are animist. By animist, we mean that they practice voodooism, um, witchcraft, and worship ancestor spirits. And uh, we have over 40,000, according to the research which we have made, without a Bible-believing, I mean, 40,000 places without a Bible-believing church. And uh, um, only 17 to 19% of the population are evangelicals, Pentecostals included. So from those statistics, you can see that we, the body of Christ in Tanzania, we have an enormous challenge of outreach. We have an immense challenge of reaching all those people groups with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We also have a challenge of addressing the urgent poverty situation of our people. And we believe that We cannot accomplish and address all those challenges by ourselves. We need all the partnership and all the networking we can get. That's why um, I am here to invite you, Pastor Sheldon, and also to invite you, uh, Watford City Assembly of God, to come along, partner with us, network with us, in reaching Tanzania with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mission doors in Tanzania are wide open. Come one and come all. And all the people say amen. <laughs> Let us now get into the Word. Let us get into the Word. The title of our sharing is that, Let Us See the World. Let Us See the World. And our text is the book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 16 to 34. Acts 17, verses 16 to 34. We cannot read all the verses for now. We will read the first two verses, verses 16 and 17, and continue to expound other verses as we go along with the message. So for now, let us read verses 16 to verse 17. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this great and a wonderful day that you have given unto us. I pray that, O oh God, empower me now as I share your word. I pray that, O oh God, open our hearts so that your word will be imprinted in us and cause us to bear much fruits for your glory and for the expansion of your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. The Bible reads While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace by day by day with those who happen to be there. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us see the world. Our text says, While Paul was waiting for them, who are they? Silas and Timothy in Athens. He was greatly distressed to see that the city of Athens was full of idols. The King James Version states that his spirit was stirred within him, as he saw the city holy given to idolatry. The context or background of these verses is that Paul had most recently been in Thessalonica and Berea proclaiming good news of Christ. Because of the persecution, the pressure on him, and the dare need to literally save his life, Paul Fred Belair and came to Athens where he was waiting for his colleagues and partners in ministry, Silas and Timothy, to join him. While there, he began to walk through the city of Athens. Paul walked through many idols that had been raised all around the city. Athens has been described by one historian as a forest of idols and shrines. Every imaginable god that anybody in the world worshipped at that time was worshipped in Athens. As the center of art, literature, and philosophy, For that part of the world, Athens attracted everybody interested in any kind of religion. The Athenians were very religious, devout people. The Bible tells us the Athenians even built a shrine for a known god just to make sure they had everything covered. They wanted to be sure. Every God was appeased. The Bible tells us, as Paul walked through that city, he was very provoked. The words used in verse 16, greatly distressed, means to be provoked to a point of anger. Paul was very upset, not with individuals, living in Athens, but at what he saw all around him. And the more he saw, the more distressed he became, until it welled up within him to the point that he could contain it no longer, and he began to speak. The Bible tells us, he spoke in the marketplace, day by day, with Jews and the Greeks. He spoke in the synagogues. He spoke to the philosophical group known as Epicureans who believed that the chief aim and the goal of life is happiness and pleasure. He spoke to another philosophical group known as Stoics who believed that everything in nature was God and could be worshipped. He spoke to the wise men on Mars Hill. He spoke to the government leaders. And every time he spoke with them, he talked about the one they have not heard of before, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He urged them to turn from shrines. He spoke to them about Jesus' death about Jesus' burial, and about Jesus' resurrection. He called them to repent and receive Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. Verse 34 tells us that some people became followers of Paul and received Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, there are great historical facts in these verses. And what a story it is. But the important question for us as Watford City Assembly is what does it have to do with us today? I believe the principles contained in these verses are very applicable in our current situation. First, these verses tell us that there is sin in the world. There is sin in the world. If you read newspapers, watch television, listen to the radio, open the internet, you will see and read number of articles that presents the variety and the immensity of sin present in the world today. I'm asking you, take the blinder off and see the world for what it is. Really, see the grossness of the sin and the holiness of the sin. The materialism, the secularism, the liberalism, the sensualism, the communism, the paganism, the terrorism, and the many other isms present out there. Let it affect you, like Paul, to the point where your heart is broken and your spirit is stirred because you see sin all around you. Let it affect you, not so you become judgmental and condemning, but rather so that you will be able to pray and allow God to work through you to come up with vision, goals, and strategies of helping those who are experiencing problems and helping those who are doing something to reach the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please realize there is a sin in the world. And there are souls who need Christ in the world. In Athens, Paul saw souls. The Epicureans, the Stoics, The leaders on Mars Hill, the Jews in the synagogues, the Greeks and the other people in the marketplace. Who were they? People who needed Christ. When you read the Gospels, you will see that Jesus, during Jesus' earthly ministry, he also saw souls. When he saw Zacchaeus, he saw a soul in need of salvation when he saw blind Bartimaeus, he saw a soul in need of a miracle when he saw the little woman who had the issue of blood he saw a soul in need of healing when he saw lazarus mary and martha he saw souls in need of supernatural intervention when he saw people he didn't see them as others saw them he saw them as people whom he came to save today when you look all over the world you see souls people who are the lonely souls you see the lost souls the rejected souls the disappointed souls the angry souls, the hurting souls, they all need to be reached with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus commanded us, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. It is my prayer that we, the Church of Jesus Christ, we will be reanointed with fresh anointing to preach the good news to all creation than ever before. It is my prayer that we, the Church of Jesus Christ, we will be revisited with fresh fire of renewal and a revival which will reignite our God-passion for the great harvest of winning the lost world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is my prayer that we, the church of Jesus Christ, will renew our commitment and determination to win the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For I believe with all my heart that Jesus and only Jesus is the true answer. For the world today. Let us give him praise in the house of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Second. Realize there is a savior in the world. And his name is Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. His name is Jesus Christ the Son of the living God. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, if we only talked about the sin in the world and the souls in the world, we could become awfully deplaced. For sin is everywhere. Everywhere, You turn, you find sin, and all the souls are affected by it. But remember, that even though there is sin in the world, and there are souls to be saved in the world, there is also a savior in the world. And his name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And that is who Paul told the Athenians about. This one Jesus Christ who rose again. He said, he is Lord and Savior of your life. And he preached to them. I mean, he preached to them. And many of them opened their hearts and received Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, there is a Savior in the world. He is the compassionate Savior. He is a delivering saviour. He is an able saviour. He is an ever-present saviour. He is a faithful saviour. He is a giving saviour. He is a healing saviour. He is the interceding Savior. He is almighty Savior. He is a weeping Savior. He is a just and a righteous Savior. He is a kind Savior. He is a loving Savior. He is a miracle-working Savior. He is a risen Savior. He is a transforming Savior. He is the soon-coming King. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Let us give Him praise in the house of the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus says in Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, The anointing of the Spirit is upon me. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim deliverance to the captive, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable ear of the Lord. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us right now is that when we look into the world and our neighborhood and our workplace and our schools and everywhere, we should not only see the sin and allow it to grip our hearts, not only see the people as souls who all need help, but also see the Savior, who can make the changes that are necessary in any person's life. For I believe with all my heart, not a single individual in this world is beyond the help of our almighty God. Jesus can rescue. Jesus can deliver. Jesus can heal Jesus can save if we will only allow him to have his way for i believe Jesus power far surpasses any other power Jesus greatness far surpasses any other greatness Jesus' authority far surpasses any other authority. No one is greater than our Lord. No one is higher than our Lord. No one is able than our Lord. That's why I believe Jesus and the only Jesus is the true answer for the world today. Let us give him praise in the house of God. Hallelujah. Third, realize there is a soul winner in the world. Paul was a soul winner to Athens. Paul could be overwhelmed by all the sin and by people dying without hope in Athens. But Paul instead decided to make a difference and have a lasting impact by taking Jesus Christ to Athenians. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, you and I. Are so winners of the world. You were created, and you have been called to make a difference, to make an impact, to make a difference. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And Jesus calls us, regardless your age or your gender, whether you are young or old, male or female, educated or uneducated, we are all fishers of men. The writer of Proverbs says, and I love this word, he that winneth so is wise. Right. Do we have wise men and women in the house? Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, let it be so, O oh God. Yes, but listen to the other verse of Proverbs, what Proverbs says. He who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Do we have disgraceful sons and daughters in the house? I hope none. God forbid. <laughs> Let us all allow God to use us. We could be overwhelmed by all the sin like the way other bishops and church leaders are overwhelmed. Like many other denominations are overwhelmed by all the sin and by people dying without hope. Oh, we could say and determine like Paul that I will make a difference. That I will make an impact. That I will take Jesus, who is the answer of the world to them. Paul decided to make a difference. I hope you will decide the same. In Tanzania, we, the Assemblies of God Church, has decided to make a difference, to make an impact, by taking Christ to more than thousands of villages without a church. And we use church planting as a means of doing evangelism. What happens when every member of our fellowship commits to reaching and discipling at least one another Tanzanian every year for the next ten years? What happens when every pastor in our fellowship commits to raising up and the mentoring at least one new pastor every three years for the next 10 years. And what happens when every church in our fellowship commits to planting at least one new church every three years for the next 10 years? I will tell you what will happen and what is happening right now as we serve the Lord. We will see 2 million new disciples added to the church who will in turn do the work of an evangelist in the midst of Tanzania's darkness. We will see 10,000 new pastors raised up who will plant 10,000 new churches in the dark corners of Tanzania. And those churches become an agent of community <laughs> transformation. And our clarion call is Tanzania for Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we will see Tanzania reached for Jesus because we save a missional God. And if we save a mission of God, what does that say about us as His people? It says that we are His missional people. The Father sent the Son. The Son sent the Spirit. The Spirit indwells us, sending us out like Paul into the darkness of this world to implement the victory that He accomplished on the cross of Calvary. So that... Those who sit in darkness might be brought out of that darkness and unto his marvelous light. Those who sit in sin might be brought out of that sin and into his glorious, glorious salvation. Those who sit in bondage might be brought out of bondage and into his perfect freedom. And those who sit in brokenness might be brought out of that brokenness and unto his wonderful holiness and those who are tormented by the evil spirits might be brought out of death and into eternal life. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we'll see Tanzania reached for Jesus because of your partnership, because of your prayers, because of your support, and above all else, because of your love for Christ and for the people of Tanzania, and of the entire world. In Tanzania, we have the greatest responsibility before God to steward one of the greatest resources with which he has entrusted us as the TAG church. And that resource is our church planters. Let me tell you a story. In my responsibility as the general superintendent, recently we drove into the village, of Sangi, located to the east part of the country, which is predominantly Islam, to meet with our church planter called Pastor Daniel. I noticed immediately that they are mud and the third building was dilapidated. The door jams were blackened. It looked like soot with smoke stain running up towards the roof. The walls were leaning inward and it looked like the building was about to collapse. Daniel filled us on the details. Twice in the last year, he said, in an effort to stop him from sharing the good news, to chase him away from that village, Muslim extremists has set fire to destroy the thatch they were using. And when I stood inside, I could see the charred poles that they were using to support the new thatch. I asked Daniel if he was concerned ministering in a place where they burn churches and they persecute him, he said, "I am not afraid of any place where God is." Daniel was a businessman cutting down trees for charcoal. And he couldn't get away from God's calling to minister in Sang village. He has been there slightly over a year and had several members in his church. One of them is a Muslim background believer, the son of a teacher in the mosque. The son was sick for a long period of time. His parents took him to the Sheikh, Muslim leader. Then to several different witch doctors, none of them was able to help him. They took him to the hospital, and still there was no help. Desperate, they continued to look for a solution, and finally found a witch doctor who said, he definitely would be able to cure the boy. So they paid him his required payment of goats and various sundry items and agreed to meet the next afternoon at 12. When they arrived at his hut, there was a group of people causing quite a commotion. It seems that right before the boy and his parents arrived, the witch doctor had suddenly dropped dead. At this point, they gave up hope. The boy was about to die. In desperation, they turned to our church planter, the very person whom they were persecuting and wanting to chase him from the village and stopping him to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And they asked Daniel to come and pray for the boy. Guess what? Daniel accepted the offer. And when they prayed for the boy, he was instantly healed from the age of death to total health. And as a result of that miracle, the entire family accepted Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Muslims cannot argue with a miracle. Beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, such church planters as Daniel are the greatest resource the Lord has entrusted us as the Assemblies of God Church. During the last six years in my responsibility as general superintendent, I traveled to over 250 sections and I witnessed more than 8,000 of our members, both men and women, young and old, who came forward under the power of the Holy Spirit, declaring that God has called them, like Daniel, to go out and plant churches. Amen. That represents more than half of our goal during these 10 years of strategic plan of planting 10,000 churches in order to see that Tanzania reached for Jesus. I believe it is imperative that we as the church, we do everything in our powers to help these church planters build houses of worship. And in Tanzania, we have over 2,000 churches without any house of worship. They use mud and thatch buildings to conduct their services. And house of worship in Tanzania provides a sense of stability for that community. It becomes a worship, a mission center from which people will go out into the dark corners of our country and plant more churches. And it costs only, as pastor have said, thirty thousand US dollars to build a church and do a borehole to provide for a water for the community, and the place which we are going to build a church with your support is ninety nine point nine percent Islam, the eastern part of our country, and the reason we want to do a borehole is to use a borehole of water supply as a bridge of reaching that community with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God guide and lead you as you partner with us during this great church planting movement in Tanzania. As one evangelist once said, the opportunity of lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. Will you partner with us through your prayer and financial support to see that this church house of worship is built and the borehole is drilled, which will act as a bridge, as a point of contact in reaching these Muslims with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In order that Tanzania might be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God As waters covers the sea. As I conclude, beloved brothers and and sisters in the Lord, Jesus calls us to be fishers of men. Instead of being overwhelmed by all the sin, by people dying without hope, we could decide like Paul to make a difference in our neighborhood, in our workplace, in our schools, to make an impact to take Jesus to them. And let us partner together in transforming United States of America, our world, and Tanzania with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus and only Jesus is the true answer for the world today. Amen and amen.
0: Guys, I, um, I am just absolutely humbled that God would use us to go into some of the darkest and most difficult places on the entire planet. Our church plant in India was one of the darkest places that needed a lighthouse of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are going to be planting a church in Tanzania this spring, one of the darkest places in all of Tanzania. God is using a rural church in Watford City to change the world. It is absolutely unbelievable. So this morning I would ask you, this morning we are going to receive an offering to, to begin the process of building this church in Tanzania. If you came prepared to give today, I encourage you to do so. If not, we will be receiving another offering in the spring to finish the project. But today, guys, we, are just, we just want to be so open to what God is doing. Not only has God blessed us in an amazing way as a church, but He is using us to reach into countries around the world. And we have a goal by the year 2030 to either plant a church, support a long-term missionary, or do a project to rapidly advance the gospel in every country of the world. And I believe with all of my heart that God can use this body and people partnering with us to accomplish such a task to change the world. Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity, and it truly is an opportunity today, to give, Lord. And Father, I just pray that in this moment as we give, that God, you would use every portion of this offering this morning to advance the gospel rapidly, that God, we would entwine our hearts in seeing the world come to know Jesus Christ in this moment. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Gary, would you, as we close in prayer today, would you stand to your feet with me in this moment? Thank you, Lord. I'd ask you to do something today. If you would just place your your hand over your heart today, let's just ask God to continue to pour out his spirit in our hearts in this moment. Heavenly Father, right now, God, as we have heard the word of God today, as you have blessed us with your servant, uh, Pastor Barnabas, Lord Jesus, God, we're asking today that, Lord, you would fill our hearts to overflowing with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That, God, we would go from this place, Lord Jesus, and be your light, and be your love, and be your hands, and be your feet. That, God, you would use our lips, Lord Jesus, with the message of hope to a hopeless world. That, God, you would use us, Lord Jesus, to see the Bakken come to know Jesus Christ, to see this region transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit to see our families and our loved ones that are far from you to come home, Lord Jesus. That God, you would use us right now, that you would use us, God, to be the light and the love of Jesus Christ in the darkest places of this land. God, I believe that you are even calling people in this congregation today, God, to leave the comforts uh, of their own plans and their own dreams to accomplish the things that you would have for their lives. That God, you would call them in this moment as their hand is over their heart that God you would begin to pour into their hearts right now God the message and the place and the purpose that you would renew uh, visions and dreams that have died over the years that they would come back to life in Jesus name that God you would pour in in a powerful way Lord into our hearts God we see Lord Jesus you doing great things in Tanzania we declare today Tanzania for Jesus we declare today the bucket and the oil field for Jesus. We declare today North Dakota for Jesus. We declare today America Turn back once again the bride, the bride that would love Jesus Christ. In God we trust once again America for Jesus. God that in all of this, in all of the countries, across this great globe, across this great world, we proclaim today the world for Jesus Christ, the world for jesus christ and in this moment god that you would use us that you would use us we are your servants we are available and we are willing the world for jesus And we pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus, the name above all things, to the King, eternally mortal, invisible, the only God. Be the honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm so glad you guys came today. The Lord bless you, and we're excited about all that God is doing around the world. If you do, if you would like to support Pastor Barnabas in in a greater way, there were pamphlets in your bulletin. You can look at those. I encourage you to come and greet Pastor Barnabas this morning. Lord bless you guys.